1: What's going on, everybody? cattle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing. uh Depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action. We'll have food for everybody. If you're looking for lodging, you could stay right at the resort. It's $50 per person per night. Um, And what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat, luxury houseboat, courtesy Eastport Marina. That's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners. If you want uh, more info on the resort, you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you
2: this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs when in doubt, get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today
3: welcome to the reel down on battlefield Hosts Dan Perry and Jimmy Skinner, where we talk about everything tournament kayak fishing. Here we go. Hey everybody! Welcome to the show. We'll give it just a few minutes for everybody to get online here. How you doing, Jimmy?
4: I'm doing good, man. What's up?
3: Good. Not not much. Just like everybody to, else. I actually yeah. had to
4: put in a little work today, so yeah. kind of bummed on that. But
3: I hate being back at work. It sucks. And our guest. That's one thing I got to find out is how she has the job she has, and how do I get it? Yeah, like she's able to travel all the time, and I, I've got up. I've got to get on that life. Like I need an RV, and I need that job where I can just work from the RV. Yeah.
4: My, it's, it's been kind of cool. My wife's been looking into jobs like that, like um, transcriptionist, which is kind of what she already does, but she's trying to figure out how to do it from the house. And yeah. so I Man, told her I'm okay with it. I'll pay for whatever classes that has to be paid for. As long as when she's done, I don't have to do anything.
3: So. I think my wife, she could do it sometimes and I could do it sometimes. Cause I'm still working from home. So it's possible for me to do it. So, but I think, I think we could do it. We wouldn't, it wouldn't be like full time, but I think every now and then we could work from home like a few days and do bigger trips and all that. So yeah. trying, to that, trying to get on that RV life, man. But uh, yeah, uh, got a few people logged in now. If you have any questions, please like, and share the show tonight we're, we're going to have a great guest. We'll talk about a couple other things first. Um, first, we have the meetup and sorry, you can only see half my face. I'll, Try to get over to the side there if you're oh, watching. Probably. Yeah, there you go. Hey, in this on the on the sides there. Uh, but the meetup, Finn's having a meetup the 16th, 17th, and 18th up on Dale Hollow. Um, if you aren't signed up, come do it. You get it's fifty dollars a night. You get a room on a houseboat. It's going to be fishing. We're doing a little twenty-five dollar tournament. Dollar seventy-five beers and. Root. Just I mean it's gonna be a good time, like for real, a good time. The fall bites on at Dale Hollow. It's it's gonna be fun. So yeah,
4: we're we're gonna have seminars and I think there's gonna be music and the houseboats, bonfire, food, beer, cheap beer. That's the best kind of beer.
3: Seminars, so yep, all kind of cool stuff. Man.
4: Yeah, you can listen to me and Dan talk about how to rig your boat. Yeah,
3: rig your boat.
4: All right, your turn.
3: Now I'll let you share.
4: I was goofing off and I wasn't even ready. Get ready. The other thing is we were going to go ahead. Ah,
3: it's not working.
4: Ah, there we go. All right. We were going to go ahead and uh, announce that we're going to have a a super show on the 12th, the Monday after the NC. We're going to go ahead and have the the NC winners, the Trail Series Championship winner, and the Challenge Series Championship winner. We're going to do just one big show with all those people. So anybody that's listening that's going to be at the NC just know that if you win, we're going to be coming to Buggy for a little while to jump on the show with us, yep. and uh, we'll do it Monday. It'll give everybody time to get back
3: home. We hope so. We'd already talked to Scott, and he's going to announce it at the uh, announce it there. So so everybody'll know about it. Uh, but you know, we're, we're going to try to get everybody on. Obviously, somebody could drop out, but that's the plan.
4: Yeah, I think with enough notice and giving people time to get home, yeah. though, we'll be able to make it happen. So, see so, yep, that'll watch- be a fun show.
3: Yeah, we thanks watch- to Scott watch- for Highlight Anglers helping us out on that. That's right. And we have one other big thing, and this isn't actually—we're not. We don't have any information on it. This just, is just flash it on the screen and get rid of it. Just want to flash it. You ready? Ready? I'm about to flash.
4: Dan just flashed you. you Man, ready?
3: flash. Sorry. Oh. Ah. It was there and now it's gone. All right, I'll bring it back. So if you're not, if you're listening to us rather than watching, in 2021, Paddle and Finn is going to have a trail series.
4: And that's all the information
3: you're getting tonight. Yep. November 5th, the announcement's going to come out and you'll be able to get more information. And uh should be fun. Some local clubs are going to be able to sign up. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a first year. We have uh, Susie Roloff's heading it up. She's ran... KBL for years, you know, one of the TDs for that, uh, you know, so this is going to be a well-managed, well-run event and trail, so uh, a lot of big things coming out, so definitely be paying attention to that, and it's, and it's kind of going to fill some gaps from the information that I know, it's going to fill some gaps that are out there, so we're, we're not trying to do what other people are doing or overlap what everybody else is doing. This is going to be something a little bit different and the championship is going to be something really cool. So check that out. November 9th information coming out. November 5th, November 5th, November 5th. There you go. I can't read. I'm from- <laughs> all right. So here we go. If yeah, again, if you have any questions, please ask them. Dollar 75 beer. All right. She knows what's up. Um, when are you, when am I coming back on dark? water? You, you? don't want my recap. My recap is I suck. My whole national tournaments this year have been terrible
4: i could so, come on with you
3: just so you look
4: better than me if that makes it you know
3: yeah it's man i locally i've done really good but nationally it's been complete dog you know it's been <laughs> I, I don't know even know what to say so but yeah man anytime you want me on i'll be happy to come on drink a beer and talk sh you know that thing uh yeah it'd be fun for you for sure all right so without further ado I guess that we've been wanting to have on for a long time. I think just everybody is following her. Everybody wants is just so engrossed by her. The journey that she's been on over the last couple of years, uh, whether it's YouTube, Facebook and somebody who's not afraid to show the good with the bad and has learned a lot of lessons along the way. And somebody that I, I think we could all admire how, vulnerable and how open she's been more than anybody else in kayak fishing and it's refreshing and fun to follow and uh, i think everybody is so so into her story but uh yeah here she is catherine Field. <sighs> <laughs> we need to like that's need to get a little, little board like with intimidating
2: applause. intro there dan
3: oh no come on no, we're seriously happy to have you on. I've listened to you on Dark Waters a couple of times. I can't believe he didn't, you know, he, he didn't ruin you. But uh,
2: uh I'm I glad love talking with Josh, he's a lot yeah. of fun.
3: He's cool. So, oh Lord, here he goes. He was yeah.
2: the first podcast I ever did.
3: Yeah. He might yeah. be the
4: first, but we're gonna be the best.
2: Okay. Well
4: Hopefully.
2: we'll see yeah. I, I've had a good time. I've had a good time. So thanks guys for uh, asking me to chat with you. I hope it's entertaining.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, okay. I'm so, I'm so excited to get you on and we had a good opportunity and I'd been thinking about it. So I just threw it out there and Dan was cool with it. Yeah. And, and I was kind of worried cause I didn't ask you until like one o'clock today.
2: Sorry. I'm in a, I'm in a house right now, uh, near Gunnersville. Um, most everybody here is fishing the NC except me because I didn't have enough PTO to do it. It's a, if it had been a weekend tournament, I could have done it, but yeah. I just couldn't do the whole midweek thing. So that was a little disappointing, but I did, I rolled it over into 2021. So I'll be there to destroy whatever, like I'm on.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll be there with you. Confidence is key. Yeah. The uh, yeah. I'm, I'm same way. I literally have one vacation day left and, I mm-hmm. uh, just well I have one and a half. I'm using a half of one for the meetup up here in a couple of weeks. And I have one left for like I might
2: a- go to that. I might be able go. to go to that by the way. Come on
3: up. It's on a weekend, fifty dollars a night. It should be it's going to be fun, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Please come.
2: I, I'm I'm probably gonna be in the area. I don't know. I've gotta go back to Utah. So if I'm not going back that weekend, I'll go back the next weekend. So if I'm there, I'm gonna t- I'll come up. If if it if it works out, we'll see how the how the schedule works. But gotcha.
3: I'd cool. love to do it
2: and I want to do that trail series that you're talking about. So I can't wait to hear about that.
3: Yeah, there there should be more information. I I don't I don't I don't even have all the information because there's well, you, so many hosts we all have. You our own. Me, yeah.
2: You had me at Phil's Gaps and Susie Roloff. So win. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. 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 Susie Susie's got everything on lock. So Yeah.
2: It's, really it's really cool. kind of nice. I, I love Susie. She yeah. is such a great person,
3: and she just I about getting her to like, jump
4: in tonight. But I know that they're in the middle of moving and getting in yeah, their new mm-hmm. house. So I wasn't going to bother. I was <laughs> talking with Susie too, but congratulations! Yeah. She's probably stressed to the max right now.
0: She'll and be she's fine. Probably,
4: she's probably tied Adam up and thrown him back in the closet. So <laughs> poor guy.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: three Adam. <laughs>
3: some toys in there with them and he's okay. <laughs> a little pail of water. Yeah. All right. So if somehow people don't know who you are, give us a little rundown. Who are you? And how did you <laughs> go into kayak fishing?
2: All right. Well, um, I started kayak fishing about two years ago. Um, I didn't know anything about it. I, I, I had actually, i gone to a casino and Okay. I like to gamble. I'm like a gambler.
3: What's what's and your
2: game? I love craps.
3: Yeah, there you go. Okay, table games, not yeah the, the knucklehead things. The no, I
2: like those too. But I did. Uh, I went to the five dollars slots with like two hundred bucks, and I was like, I'm going to take twenty swings at ten dollars a swing yeah. <laughs> and live large while I order a cocktail. And about halfway through, I hit a jackpot. So. I started thinking about, you know I was, I've had some health issues in the past and I was feeling a little better and I thought about maybe getting back into some sort of boat and I re- then I discovered how expensive boats are.
4: <laughs> so, so, amen.
2: so and I didn't think that I could really do um, a boat by myself and and then I saw some some videos. I saw uh, it was actually Ryan Lambert and Greg Blanchard. And they were doing uh, videos in in a native Titan. I
3: have one. Yeah. That's the first time I
2: ever, I didn't even know that kayak fishing was a thing. And they, if they looked really stable, I'm like, wow, I could do that. And I didn't, I don't, I didn't fish for bass. I fished for trout. And I was looking for something to get off the bank to fish for trout up in the, in Utah. There's some really great trophy trout reservoirs. And I wanted to get out there and just smacked the heck out of these giant salmon like rainbows and stuff. So um no dealers, no no uh native dealers in uh Utah at all. So I ordered it online and it arrived and it looked like it'd been drugged through every stockyard between Texas. <laughs> and Utah was all beat up and missing pieces and it was a mess. Um so I started looking online for help, trying to figure out, you know, how do I do this? I don't, the rudder's missing. There's s- screws missing. This thing's all scraped up, and and uh, that's when I discovered kayak fishing Utah, and, on Facebook, and it was a great group of people that were local that um, were fished and from kayaks. I didn't know other people did it at all. I mean, I'm like completely coming at this as just like a clueless angler. Um, I want. I had. Hadn't been fishing for like twenty, probably twenty five years because of some illnesses, and uh, so it was nice to meet people who actually were were fishing and kayak fishing, and uh, and that's where it all started. I had oh thanks, I love Armando, he's so good. Um, so I I met these people and they said, well, we do these bass fishing tournaments. Like, what the heck is that? I don't know. I don't. I hadn't fished for bass ever. So, um, that was by the time I got my started to wintry, it was like winter. And so I spent like four months in Utah in the winter trying to catch this mysterious bass. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I tried so hard. I didn't know what I was doing. I had one pole that was from Cabela's with like, you know, I had like, 12 pound mono on it and i was just chucking things out in the water trying to catch something and trying to learn videos from like tactical bassing and other things and um we had like last year in april was the first tournament that they had first live tournament and uh i caught my first bass like two weeks before the tournament you know so i, I was like oh gosh i finally finally got a bass and uh Went to the tournament and I got hooked. And I got hooked so bad by those live tournaments. And I dove in the deep end, then did all the live tournaments local, did a ton of uh, KBF online, and just got bit by the bug. And then this year, I dove headfirst. So this is. Yeah, I'm about been fishing for bass about a year and a half, and I decided to dive headfirst into doing the top national guy. tournament.
4: there you (laughs) go. Like that's me. Like I fish the local local stuff, and you know, do man. And then I was like, beginning of 2020, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna travel the country and fish everywhere this year. I mean, COVID stopped that for for me mostly, but. Cause like you are saying earlier about you having leave and stuff like that. I was out of leave in like March. So all mm-hmm. the traveling I've done, I've just basically done and not got paid for at all. So, oh, man. But, That's but no, rough. I don't, I don't hate you for that at all. I mean, if you're into <laughs> it, just
2: go for it. I love it. And it's a steep learning curve. You know, I, yeah. I haven't been fishing for bass all my life. And I often say to people like, I don't really know what I don't know yet you know, like people will talk about different lures or different things. And I'm just like, I don't even know what that is. That sounds cool. Can you explain this to me? <laughs> 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 it's like, like just the biggest noob, but I'm trying really hard to just accelerate that, that learning and, and part of going to these national tournaments wasn't just like, I love competing, but it, for me, it was, how can I learn to do these different body of water? How can I learn to fish the southeast or Texas or rivers or anything like that? Because they're so different from the bass fishing in Utah. Utah's very specific kind of fishing, and it's pretty much all over the place. There isn't, you know, it's very deep, very clear water, um, and I love fishing there, but it doesn't correlate across to most of the national tournaments at all. And so the only way for me to really feel like I'm going to learn it is to go do it and learn it while I'm doing it. You know, Which I'll so. say
4: with, with what you're doing, I would say that it's given you a step ahead of most people because, you know, like like you learn fishing on a body of water and you learn how that body of water fishes and you might be good there, but never anywhere else. And with you learning and progressing as you go it's because you're fishing somewhere different every couple of weeks so you
0: Thanks, know where man. i'm
4: learning a couple things here and there on a few different bodies of water still in the same area i mean you're all over the country figuring it out and- which i mean i can i can relate to how tough it can be you know i can fish down here and then when i, I didn't give myself enough time i went up to lacrosse for the bass master event and i I could pre fish for like half a day, and that whole day was—I just wasn't ready for it. I've never, you know, sandy bottoms where I were, you know. I figured moving water, I know how to do that down here. I can figure it out up there, and that it totally humbled me. Just everything yeah. I know about catching, you know, smallmouth and largemouth and spots and current yeah. did not work, and I was yeah. just blown away. Mm-hmm. Like what?
2: I would say the one thing I've learned this year is. At least the thing I feel that I've improved on is the ability to, um, adapt and scrounge for fish and try and figure out where I think the fish are and, and find them in a lot of different situations. So even though like this last weekend on the Kusa, I really struggled on day two to actually get the fish in my boat, but I was finding them. Whereas when I started this in, um, End of January at Lake Seminole. When I got there, like I felt so lost. I didn't even know where to I'm start looking. Everything, everything, I've been everything. There for a long time,
3: but I was lost.
2: It was. And I was like, I don't understand this. And in Lake Fork, too. It's like that's my first time I'd been around flooded timber. And I'm like, I'm in up floating on top of a forest. What the heck is this? I don't even know what to do with this. And uh, but now, like w- when I was on uh, the Cusa, like I had a plan. I could come up with a plan. I could think like I didn't really have a spot. So I was limited in my pre-fishing just from circumstances and and work and how things turned out. But um, I was able to have like a beginning of a plan and and figure out what what the fish were biting on, then scrounge for it. And I got my limit on day one. And day two, if I I lost two full limits, I mean I just blew it. But I got some good fish and I figured that out. And that's so different from where I was when I started this, where I just felt like I couldn't figure it out. Like I was able to, I feel better about my ability to solve the problem a little bit and, and adapt on the fly, which I think you need to do in, in these kind of um, big tournaments because you can't really have one spot. You know, if you have one spot, unless it, it, it is reloading all the time, You're going to beat it up. You got to be able to adapt. And it's always um, Guillermo Gonzalez said this once it's plan F and it is really always plan F because it's never what you may have an idea in your head, but whatever, it never happens that way. You have to, you have to adapt on the fly and the conditions are always changing. And so that's what I've been trying to really focus on is like learning that and adapting and being able to, overcome those different challenges on the water and keep a positive mental attitude and keep focused and not get all spun out, not get freaked out about who's, you know, cause I'm fishing against the top yeah. kayak anglers in the nation with little, you know, I don't have these unrealistic, unrealistic expectations about how I'm going to perform, but I also feel like I could work my way up eventually to maybe challenge some of them but it's it's the way I'm going to do it is earn my way there and by doing it and by learning how to do that so
3: I I, I think there's no one in the country especially kayak fishing that has that right now has a steeper learning curve than you do the amount of days that you're fishing every year and the amount of effort that you're putting into it there's there's no one learning at the same pace that you're learning no
4: I agree I could tell you right now that what you said about you've seen yourself be able to adapt and find the fish. That's something I still, and I don't get anywhere close to the time on the water that you do. Uh-huh. And that's, that accounts for a lot of it. And it's not an excuse. I, I hear people try to say that that, Oh, they're on the water more than I am. Well, that's, that's not the a- only way you learn. Like no.
2: you're
4: uh-huh. not going to, you learn tips on YouTube. You don't figure it out until you do it.
2: Until you but, do it. So so, yeah. And to do it, and to do it in a in a very limited time window in a national tournament, <laughs> you know, with everything else going on. So, like so, John
3: asked here, uh, whenever you went into that I Hobie. missed
2: that question though. Whatever oh, he said, well,
3: yeah, he just he asked, "How do you break down a Lake and find fish?" So let's talk about the Hobie and where you beat me. The <laughs> which one? Hobie, you beat me. That one day, oh. I, I didn't fish. Day two is my anniversary. Oh, okay. I was like, well, I'm out. I'm not fishing I'm not fishing so on the
0: Cooster, yeah, on the like
3: two lakes and and you beat a local how do you do that how how did you <laughs> how did you break down enough water with that much water two lakes to figure something out
2: so my style of fishing um
3: not, I, not like it was a big accomplishment to beat me not okay. I didn't mean it like that I just meant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I figure them out. Okay. Well, I mean, part of it is understanding how you fish Dan. So, um, I, I am not able to cover as much water as a lot of other anglers. I'm a limited a lot. And I was in a lot of severe pain this last week. Uh, so I was limited even more. So I was looking for, um, a boat ramp that probably not a lot of people were going to go to that had a lot of different options as far as, um, shoreline with, uh, vegetation, a lot of different docks. It had some drop-off deep drop-off points with uh, some bends in the, in the actual river channel and had points that I was hoping that the bass were going to be transitioning off of. And so that's, what I was looking for. I know a lot of people were going to go up in these creeks way up there in those and and do that kind of stuff. And that's nothing I could really take on. So I was trying to find something that fit my abilities and what I was hoping for. I try and find things that have two to three or four options. So if plan F is going to happen, I have some chance. So. I had very limited pre-fishing, and so um, my pre-fishing was basically chucking everything I have and seeing if anything <laughs> stuck. Right? How many rods you, prongs- you
3: carry now? Because I, I know in the you only had like two before. Right? I
2: ha- I, well, yeah. I started when I started this year. I had, well, I've had one, and now I'm at six. So, um, I carry a. F- a finesse rod that I do most of my, like, Ned rigs and little things like that. And then I've got um, a worm rod that I also use for small swim baits. Chatter bait rod um, that I'll use also for, like, square bills. Um, spinner bait rod, a top water rod, and a jig rod.
0: There you go. Got so, it I got it
2: covered, and I'm learning a lot of like the top water. I caught my first buzzbait fish this weekend.
3: That is a fun. So,
2: and I'm sort of hooked on that feeling. That was really cool. So,
3: that's the right time of year. That that that's so much. A buzzbait has to be like top two or three ways to catch a bass. It's so much fun. That's that's
4: That's where I fall a lot of the time. Is I'm so addicted to top water, like. Like when I was out fishing last weekend, I screwed up and got a couple topwater bites. And I know that those were probably just, you know, kind of random, like, yeah. reaction bites right when they were hitting the water. But it's still so yeah. much fun that, like, I know they were biting the jig. I know they were biting a fluke. And I still put those two rods down and was yeah. like, I'm just going to chase because it was more exciting. So it's, yeah, I wasn't fishing. Time, I still, yeah. like, if I get a topwater bite, it's just, I'm like, oh, well topwater game rest of the day chasing but, that. But that as rug. far
2: as as far as breaking down the lake so that's where I start with and then I try and find out what might be a useful pattern if there is one it depends on the thing but that but it's like I know like it's beginning of fall transition I know the bite was off and um but what I did find when I was fishing was shad I saw a lot of bait and I know that's what they're going to eat. So that's other than that, the buzz bait I did a little bit and I got, got some on that. Um, For the Kusa, I saw, I saw what the shad looked like and they were about three inches long and they looked exactly like the spark shad,
3: uh, the Royal
2: Gill spark shad. And so, That's what I did. I tried to match that, and I threw a little swim bait all day, and I just, I just, and I meticulously went about every foot to two feet just down the bank, around the dock, around brush piles, and just worked it that way. So that was what I did.
3: I've never (laughs) thrown that. I did,
2: I did like ten million casts of a little (laughs)
3: swim bait. Which head do you like with that? What's that? Which head do you throw with that Spark Shad?
2: So uh, the one I use is I get them at Omnia Fishing, uh, the Spark Shad, and I use the Bass Tactic Smeltenator. It's a real small. I use a real small, and you could use, they have bigger ones, but I use, like, a very small, light, like, one-eighth ounce, you know, little jig head, and put that Spark Shad, and it just, it sometimes I tried different um different little jig heads about it, but it sometimes sometimes you get one and it will make the, the bait Roll. spin a little bit in the water. Yeah. And if it spins, they weren't going to hit it. So it had to have that real natural movement where it's just, you know, very stable with a lot of tail movement and not a lot of twisting action. So that smeltenator jig works really well for that. So.
1: There, well, I word Try word. to make everything remember. look
2: natural and and do you know as far as the retrieve, I mean, I could tell you
3: my secret on that. <laughs> <laughs> if it's an eighth ounce, you've got to be patient and going slow huh?
2: I'm a pretty, but see, that's my style. Is hey. I pre- I'm I'm trying to learn to be power fishing, but I'm I like to go slower, and especially when it's something where I can't cover a lot of water then that's I right. have to be very meticulous. The fish are there, but you have to, you know, find their little hidey hole.
4: Well, it's like and you that's said,
2: I do.
4: It What's works. That? it's like you said, you have to know how you fish, you know, I I'm guilty yeah. of the same thing. Like I'll try to f- be like, well, today I'm going to catch all of my fish power fishing. And that never works out for me. I'm, I always catch fish finesse fishing. So it's that, what you said spot on in my opinion.
2: But I don't always finesse fish though. I mean, I've won some tournaments, especially like in KBBT. Um, I won tournaments, uh, power fishing, uh, you know, just doing uh, jackhammers and, and, and doing that. And there's been ones where I've been, you know, spinner baits and jigs. So, I try to really be agile to, to figure to throw what I think is going to work. I don't, I'm trying to broaden my skills out because I think that's the more agile I can be with that, the better off I'm going to be because I can't necessarily cover like eight
3: miles. So okay. I don't have that, that options. So, Right. So here Armando had a question. Uh, who's your biggest influence in kayak fishing
4: back off Armando. That was my question. Oh,
2: my biggest influence
4: whether it's kayak or boat or bank
2: i would i honestly i'm gonna say christine fisher hands down as as an amazing angler and uh her her work in our whole community especially for women anglers has been made such a difference in my life and in many other lives of of women. I mean, I went to this, uh, women's fishing federation meetup last fall and it really just changed my life. Like I met so many amazing women anglers there and I learned a lot of new skills. That's what got me into getting better rods and better reels and learning how these different techniques i I don't think I'd be doing what I was doing if it wasn't for what she's done in the community. That's just hands down the truth on that
3: one. Yeah. So. I, th- there's so many, you know, like like we had Erin Mathis on, and you know, mm-hmm. she was bringing up things where, you know, like trying to use a bathroom or all these other things. Like and see, <laughs> was on that show, but there's so many things that women deal with. I, I mean, I I even kind of hate. To broach the subject of no I'll go for it but but, Let's but go for it like a lot of it is or things I don't even know I don't like you said, I don't know what I don't know and if she hadn't said that that would have never been a thought in my head of the you know having a fish having to worry about what you're wearing or the way you present yourself
0: mm-hmm.
3: is a concern. I don't have that concern
2: or if you' crossed your legs or not when you take a fish picture.
3: And there you are. Uh, <laughs> so, my legs are always wide open. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: I know when well, most of us sit that way, but if you take a picture of yourself and you got your legs all splayed apart, then you get all the creepers.
3: Creepers. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I try to keep them in my DMs, <laughs> but, I, but no, I th- there's so many things like I just, I hate it for y'all. I, I hate it that's way. And it's that way. And that you have to think about that there's l- another level of barrier or there's another level of hurdles in the sport that you all have to deal with that men don't. And that's, that's terrible. Some, at, the time,
2: sure. uh, at, and at the same
3: time, I'm a
2: factor for sure. factor. Sorry, go ahead.
4: Oh, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were done. I've got a little bit of a delay right now. I'm sorry. All
2: right. It's um, I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's, there's safety um, at boat yeah. ramps for sure. Um, I'd say most of the gals that you find fishing, we're all packing
3: heat. So, hey, hey, those, hey down, I, I love I it. those ramps, and I always I keep a pistol yeah. because it, it, it gets creepy out there for real.
2: It does, and but you just you have to watch it a little bit more. You feel it, yeah. and uh, I mean, this there's a lot of challenges to that. And I think also there's a lot of challenges to getting taken seriously, um, that you're trying to go out there and compete and not sit there for, you know, looking good and taking selfies or something to get Insta famous. I mean, I post a lot and I try to be as transparent as I can about who I am and, and what I feel and what I go through. It's some of it's good, some of it's bad. And, um, but I try and be real and authentic about it, and and share that because I think that's more relatable. But it's there's definitely challenges in all that.
3: But is there is there something like let's say I hate to put you on the spot with a question, no. but are is there anything that men anglers can do to make like like Susie had a great one whenever she was on. She said. Invite, like whenever you're going to fish a tournament out of town, invite me to stay with you. If if your wives aren't okay with that, that's a different thing. But nothing's going to happen. But she doesn't get invited to share houses with. So that's an issue. Are there some things that men anglers, male anglers can do to make that easier? Because I I think there's probably a small majority of people who are just a-holes. And, and there, in any group, race, you know, any topic, hey, come on, come on. No I'm at me. But there's always like you take off that top layer of racial, you know, racist or sexist or whatever they are. I think 95 percent of us want to just see see the sport be as equal as possible and to to female anglers to have every opportunity that we have and to make that as easy as possible. Is there anything people want watching or listening can, can do to make it easier? That's that is
2: time. honestly, I'm not sure that's, I have a good answer for that. Yeah. I honestly think it it's a, a lot of it is a, just about a mutual respect for it for female anglers out there that, are out there trying to compete and trying to earn the same same respect as everybody else. But it gets, there's a lot of, uh, sexualization or, you know, I don't know. It's like, we're not there to be, uh, your girlfriend or, you know, if we want to, you know, share a place in a house or something, we're not there because it's, you know, we're going to get, Outside of the friend zone, you know, like that's a lot is not gonna happen. You're in the but zone. It, it, the in. You're, you're <laughs> still in the zone. But uh I just think there's a some misinterpretation of that, you know, like you know, things people can cut loose and get rowdy, but you know, it's we're just there to fish and compete and they're
4: there to kick our butts, that's what they're there for. You, <laughs> you know. see, the, see the eyebrow raise? That's what it's about. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm gonna try. I mean, I I love to compete. I'm when I go out there, I try and go out there to win. I always fall fairly short, but I'm pretty convinced that if I keep oh, going out there, it's gonna happen.
1: Oh no, um, no, you've it's got It's gonna more.
2: happen, and I'm just think like I seriously, uh, you know, the guys at Hobie could say this because every time I go through check in. I yell at them. I'll see you in the winner circle <laughs> every time. <laughs> like see you in the winner circle, you know, because I know, like for me, it's part of that affirmation of myself that I'm gonna get there. You know, it's gonna take a lot of hard work and effort, and I'm gonna put that work in, but I'm gonna get there. It's I don't know when, but I'm gonna make that happen.
3: I guarantee I'll get there. I, I, at yeah. the, the you're pay- the only
4: person I know with an attitude that
3: positive about it. The the rate that you're, the rate that you're going, you're going to get there. There's no doubt at all whatsoever. Yeah.
2: I got a lot to learn, but I'm I'm committed to do this and I'm putting in the time to do it and and I feel like I have the right attitude to do that. And I just I'm really open to that experience. And you know, I a lot of this is a mental game. I mean, there's fishing skills, but you can spin yourself out really easy. And I think if you can keep a good mental attitude and keep focused and just work hard, I think you can earn that. And I definitely don't have the time on the water that a lot of people have been fishing for bass their whole lives, but that doesn't mean I can't get there.
0: Yeah.
4: So. When something that it says on your Tourney X profile is that you're trying to fish 250 days in one year. yeah. So doing that, you're going to get that time on the water a whole lot faster than most. You're going to catch up pretty quick.
2: I'm trying.
4: I'm trying. I mean, that's basically getting to watch fish run through all of the cycles through the year. You're gonna catch all sorts of storm fronts and and high and low pressures, and you're gonna get to see it firsthand how it affects everything. Where sometimes I go two weeks without getting on the water. I mean, I go longer than that sometimes. So, so
2: I will say from the from that one of the biggest lessons I've had with the fish 250 days. And and I completed that and I've started it again. And I'm, I'm behind from where I was just all the travelings made it a little more difficult for me to do that, but I'm still trying, not giving up. But the one, one of the biggest things I learned by doing that and by going out and fishing in when it was snowing, when it was blowing (laughs) wind, when it was every sort of horrible weather that previously in my life, If I had fished, I would not go out because, you know, the weather, you know, it's like, oh, it's too cold today or it's going to rain or whatever. I discovered that fish actually bite. Oh, we lost you there
3: for a second. Uh Let's see if she comes back here in just a second.
4: No, but what she's talking about, she's got a great point. You know, I've been doing the same thing as if it's going to, I mean, obviously I'm not going to go out when it's like storming and lightning, but I try to get out of my comfort zone of as far as things like that. Like when it's super cold, you know, used to people be like, yeah, it's blown out. And I'd be like, Oh, okay, well I'm not going fishing. And now if it's blown out, you know, I'm still going to go figure it out. Let's see what they're doing in the high muddy water, or fast current or, same thing with like when we go with a long period with no rain, like Wheeler Lake gets super brown and stagnant, like just terrible. We'd go out there and catch a few fish and you'll teach yourself something new.
3: Yep. And Denny, uh, Dave Romero, uh, he said, sup sup to her. And that's something we have to talk about. We have to talk about that trailer. Oh my God. That's like <laughs> uh, on the water innovations. Denny, dude, that I mean it's like it's 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 like X-rated like looking at it looking at he's it's like kayak trailer porn looking at it I mean they are so beautiful they have lights they have I mean it's just the most custom beautiful trailers you could possibly own. I mean I have a great trailer that's a great brand and I'm I'm happy I have it but man that on and water innovation stuff right now is like next level
4: yeah, man. If if I hadn't just got the the camper, I would be interested because I was kind of playing with wanting a different trailer. Um, I've just got that you know custom jet ski trailer, and it works. But I don't know. I like new things that are shiny, and I was okay. looking at it, but then I got the camper trailer, and I'm I'm probably gonna get rid of my jet ski trailer now. So
3: <laughs> I went budget at the time whenever I bought mine, and and uh, and it was it's it's a good trailer, but it's not. It's not on the same level of, of what he's putting out. I've he's been, been actually, waiting for any something. Any veteran-owned businesses, I love to support. I, I I really kick myself. I wish I would have.
4: I had been waiting, honestly. This, I actually was having a conversation with somebody before I saw the On the Water trailer. I was saying, like, I'm surprised nobody's went kind of extreme with a kayak trailer yet. You know, something just fancy. And then there she is. boom.
3: back. Welcome back. We, we I don't have,
2: know what happened. Everybody's probably on Navionics looking for their next hot yeah. spot, but I hot spotted, so we're back.
3: <laughs> so, Catherine, you're staying at John Lesman's house, right up there? I right? am. Yeah, I am. He's a yeah, good guy. But that— but we were talking about your trailer. You have to tell us about this trailer. How do you did you come up with that? Like this, I'm getting because you had that spaced one, and I, hey, that was a cool trailer. I really like how. I like you, that one. Yeah, you can lift it up. And you had all that storage mm-hmm. space. Underneath. I thought whenever you had that, I was like, that's a good trailer. That's that. That's a good idea. But man, the uh, the one that you have now, that's probably the best kayak trailer I've ever seen.
2: Well, I I loved that cargo trailer I had, and. uh, I know Tom Jesser has been commenting in it and Denny did such a great job and Tom Jesser got my cargo trailer and it's a good trailer Uh, for me just um, with me going to so many tournaments. I felt like it wasn't matching my lifestyle completely and you know lifting the Titan for me was not the easiest thing and if I want to. Yeah. yeah. At some point I'd like to be able to go the more than one wrap a day. Cause I was really limited. You know, by the time I get up there, it's like, I only want to take this thing down again and go somewhere else. I'm going to go take a nap. Heck with this.
4: Heck so, yeah.
2: uh, so I, I, uh, decided to get a different trailer that I could just back in and, and back off. And in between when I ordered it and when I had gotten, I decided to go pretty much go on the road and work uh work on the road and and chase these tournaments everywhere and living in my car i realized uh with the trailer that i would ordered with denny like i don't want to have all this junk in my car i'm in a little ford edge i don't have a huge truck like i i don't where am i gonna put all this stuff and then i was staying in hotels and i was like man i'm gonna get my car broken into this sucks so I had talked to Denny and said, I sort of need like the purse version of a trailer for all my things and <laughs> I need like a, a cargo box. Can we put like a cargo box, like a really big long one that I can put my paddles in, all my tackle, all this stuff and keep it secure and put it where one of the bunks go because it's just me. I can't really envision myself at this point having two kayaks. I'm, you know, maybe to help a friend and I can take that cargo box off. But we got that cargo box custom made by Trey Leach and then the two top water boxes and, and that thing, I can back that in the water. The water, the water doesn't get in the cargo box. Oh,
1: okay. It's
2: just, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, that's yeah. great. And it is, it's a, It's a badass trailer. Even the bass boat guys are like over drooling all over it. Like I could have one of these. I could get in the kayak. I didn't know they made these, you know, so this is pretty good.
4: All all, all we'd have to do to get our industry to take more of the boat guys, we just need to throw some glitter on something. Glitter little spark or some LED lights. They'll come right on into our wall.
2: Yeah, they just sort of go, ooh, this is nice.
0: (laughs) 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 So I gone. should
2: have added speakers, though, so I could have, like, a, you know, a song when I roll up, like an intro song, like, you yeah. know, like Bassmaster <laughs> has where you come on the street and it's like, hmm.
4: Couldn't you just I see know. all those guys at the room? Who is
2: this? Yeah. <laughs> That's a woman! <laughs> and then I opened it up and I got, and they look inside, I got all the tackle, I got tools, and, like, their brains just melt. Mm-hmm. You know? So... <laughs> Yeah, and then I open the top water box with all the rods, and their brain melts again. So
4: yeah, that wow. thing I've got one of those, and every time I go to a ramp and open that, you know it holds itself up, and all the rods yeah. are so nice. And then I used to keep all my tackle under the rods in that box. Yeah, and bass boat guys would, you know, come leaning over like, "What is that?"
2: Yeah. Then you tell them
4: how much they cost, and then they go away.
2: <laughs> well, it's, well, it's nice because. Denny put lights in that, so I got all the both the yeah. top water boxes are lit, the, the cargo box is lit inside. So when I open it up, everything's all lit up at night. And then I got the rigging lights also on the
3: outside. So the lights that that's everything. I mean that that's so yeah. awesome. Like I have a yeah. box, but it's a it's made by another another popular brand, but my box is not a top water box. <laughs> so.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So, I, I had mine
4: for like I 30 seconds and Dan was like, You'll trade? Yeah.
2: So sure. I got two of them, and one's got my current rods in it, and the other ones
3: to grow for next year. There right. you go. So, so wait, I, after after KBF, what do you have the rest of the year? Like what's your now that kind of the Hobie season is over? Are you going to go fish the shootout?
2: Yeah.
3: All right. All right. Heck
2: yeah. I gotta KBF. give them my shot, uh, not blow it. Yeah. <laughs> so but I'm gonna do that. Um, I might do the Bassmaster you know, on Chickamauga. I might do that. Um, yeah, I'm. Even though I'm traveling around, um, I am going in on a place uh, that's going to be in the southeast. So I have sort of a crash pad in between tournaments because okay. it's a it's a lot of miles to go to a tournament and then. Drive all the way back to Utah for a week, and then drive out and uh, um, and it's expensive by yourself. So I'm I'm gonna be having sort of like a a base camp in the southeast and my home in Utah. So
3: like Chickamauga area, uh huh, area.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm gonna Next I'm gonna start country. work. I'm gonna start uh, getting to work on these southern uh, lakes.
3: I, I putting mean, a little
2: more time in.
3: I was going to say, say
4: that you know you could come crash here anytime you wanted to. i got a spare room for for the traveling anglers, but if you've got a crash pad on Chickamauga, never mind.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I've got some friends up there that just bought some land, so I, I think, yeah. But, they, I've been, man, I would be down in Florida for most of the winter if I could work from anywhere. I'd just be riding it out down there.
2: I'm going to travel. I still got, fan- you know, my my folks are in southern Utah during the winter. Um, I want to I wanna go fish some of the southwest uh lakes in early spring too, like Havasu and some of that. Um so I got a lot of places I wanna fish. I never run out of places I wanna fish, but um so pretty much in a couple weeks, if not sooner, my I'm gonna start work focusing on 2021. So I'm a fish all winter. I didn't fish I didn't stop fishing last winter. So I'm not going to stop this winter and just keep uh focusing on on um, getting ready for next year and try and do that as strong as I can and hone some skills in these uh southeast lakes
0: yeah, and right. uh
2: <laughs> figure out how all these bass work.
3: I I've, I've told other people like I really think that in between Chattanooga and North Alabama that has to be like the best place to be for fishing it, it just there's so many different kinds of fisheries you can get so many different places so quickly yeah. it's like it's the best place to be have you within, ever fished like, up on wheeler then
2: yeah, that wheeler?
4: yeah have you ever fished wheeler?
2: nope but it's right down the road so, yeah I was gonna say while y'all well, are here. Um, I thought about uh fish in Guntersville but I figured that people would get mad and think I'm burning all their spots.
0: <laughs>
2: so, yeah. so, like that girl's not fishing the tournament she's stinging all my bass so I will probably if I go fish I'll go fish on, on Wheeler. Yeah, Wheeler just to make, not make a bunch of drama. <laughs> so
4: well and it'll be it'll be better if you you get on Wheeler and catch better fish than they do cuz there's Wheeler <laughs> A lot of people hate on Wheeler because they think of it as main lake. But if you get off the main lake, like there's certain times of the year you couldn't pay me to go to Gunnersville over over Wheeler. Because it's, it's still got smallmouth all over it. You just got to know where they're at. It's still got huge large mouth. And then if it's wow. bad, drive, 50, you know, 50 more miles or whatever it is and go hit Pickwick.
2: See, this is a thing like the southeast, like I in Utah, it's like, okay, I want to go fish a bass lake uh and it's cooler so i'm pretty much gonna have to drive five or six hours to go get somewhere and you guys are like oh two hours i'm at a bass factory oh another you know hour and 45 minutes another bass factory there's just so many in this region it's a smorgasbord and for me i want to learn how to do uh more things i want to practice more. I just want to get better. And the only place I'm going to get better is doing it on the lakes that the tournaments are on. So that's what what, what I'm going to
3: do. You should check out Smith Lake. That's, it's probably a lot more, it's deep and clear a lot more like a Utah reservoir that that'd probably be more up your alley. And it's beautiful too.
2: I'll try it. I it I need practice like on stuff that's like grass lakes. We don't have grass lakes. You know, a lot of flooded timber mats. Like, I mean, pretty much everything that isn't in my home state, I want to get a lot better at. And yeah. just confidence, build my confidence in those.
4: Guntersville in the spring is a great lake to do that <laughs> kind of stuff because according to where you're at on Gunner'sville, it's so different. Like, you you can find moving water. You can find... You know, deep drop-offs. You it, mm-hmm. obviously you can find grass everywhere. Yeah, you know, places that have better flooded timber or hard rocky bottom creeks that are coming in, and it's like that's usually where I go to learn something. Like I wanted to learn last year how to in the spring how to fish grass, so mm-hmm. I went there and figured it out. Like here's the grass. It's Gunnersville. I know there's fish here. And just start chucking until gotta you figure it. out a pattern, mm-hmm. and it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You it just, just gotta a- commit it.
3: Yep. All right. Well, we don't want to hold you for too long. We, uh, man, we sure do appreciate you being here. It's been great finally getting to talk to you and meet you. Uh, I appreciate
2: well. it. Yeah. I just yeah. want to say, you know, i've I've had such a good time doing the Hobie tournaments, and if if you're an angler that's you know really wants to try some of these bigger Tournaments. I really urge you to give those a try. I've just had such a good time. I've got a good community of people, and they're so well run. It's just been just the best experience in my life, and I've had just nonstop blast. Like <laughs> I pretty much laugh most of the time. I may maybe a little curse here and there, but <laughs> but I have such a good time just fishing those, and it's just been a, a journey of a lifetime. So I hope. If you're thinking about doing it, I, I you know you wanna ask me more about it, you feel free to ping me about it and I'll tell you what I can tell you about it. So
3: well we and we wanna give everybody an opportunity whenever they're on to talk about any sponsors or anybody that makes this easier. <laughs> Is there anybody? <laughs> oh, yeah, what uh, Fishing. Yeah, you're working on
2: omni in- fishing. Um, yeah. actually, I'm gonna be joining them as a partner. I have a partner page with them, so I'll get to host some of my video content with them and and share. I do a lot of fishing reports. I think I'm almost like at 30 something, so I try and do fishing reports um every time i I go to a new lake if I can do it. So if you want to catch up on what's going on? You can do that, and you can follow me on on Omni. I have a an ambassador page there. So, <laughs> Jeremy Baker is money. It, it certainly was money, Jeremy.
0: <laughs> so money well, it was, well
2: spent. It was, it was money well spent. But uh, so that's it for me, though. I don't uh, I don't have any any sponsors. I am self sponsored and uh, having a good time. So. I've I've got some things in the works, but I just can't talk about them yet. So we'll see well, in the future.
4: The way you're so, going, on. Sure, yeah. Sure, Twenty one, I think, it's gonna yeah. be like
3: a blowout year for you. It's.
2: I hope so. I yeah. hope so. What, what,
3: what do you do for a living? I have to ask that before we go. What do you do?
2: I am a community manager. I work in the gaming industry, video games, and I've been doing it like I don't know. I'm at least fourteen years in. Um. Not so why. if you're wondering That's what a community manager is, we're sort of like the meat shield for a company. So I I represent the brand uh, to the players and the players to the brand. Uh, so I deal with toxic Internet trolls and the like most of the time. And, you know, I like memes. <laughs> so. so it helps me sort of have a thicker skin and let things roll off, and and try and be sort of solution focused on things. And I think that helps with with my fishing. But fishing is definitely my my sanity restorer.
3: Well, there's a mental attitude you couldn't do that job without. without where where can it? I apply for this?
2: <laughs> well, sometimes they come up online, and I'll tell you this though. You know, I know. I'm traveling around and and fishing, but it's not easy doing the tournaments. I work full time. So when I'm doing the long distances, I mean, just to give you a glimpse, like I work, I get up early and I work from like six to two, if I can get a late checkout at like the hotel. And then I drive till midnight or one o'clock in the morning and check in at the next one. And I repeat it all week to get to whatever tournament I'm doing. And then if, if, if I get to like an Airbnb that I'm sharing with people and I'm still working full time. So I get up and I go pre fish in the morning and I try and do that. If I'm lucky, I get three or four hours to pre fish and then I'll work all day until the night and, and do that. So, you know, unless I have some days I can take off. So most of the time I don't. So it's, it's hard to balance the tournament fishing with a full time job. It's not easy, but that's why you gotta really. For me, I'm trying to learn to be the most efficient I can at, at preparing and breaking down things and, and spending my time wisely, so I can maybe do better in the tournaments. But it's definitely a big challenge and a lot of time. And then do videos and crazy yeah. content. Out. <laughs> yeah, you're
4: you're obviously one of these random monsters that we have roaming the earth. <laughs> you're 24 hours in a day. Goes like my whole week somehow like,
2: uh,
4: I I, I don't know. There's
2: not enough time. Sometimes
4: I I look up to people like you so much. I have not even just in the fishing industry. I have friends all over that take on so much so efficiently and then make you sit back and say, well, damn, (laughs) I have no excuse, (laughs) like (laughs) no excuse Uh, at all.
2: But that's what I want to do. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm following my bliss. Like I, I don't want to sit in a in a glass cage and and do that anymore. I want I mean I want to do my job and I want to help people, but and I want to fish and and be competitive and 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 do well. But more importantly out of all that, like I want other people to know that you can do this. Like if, if you really really want to do this, you can do it. It's not easy. You're going to have to put in the miles and put in the, a lot of sleepless, you know, nights and work hard. But if you want it, you can freaking do it. So like, go do it, figure out what you want to do. And if you love it enough, you can do it. It's just, it's not easy.
3: Hard and I want a better note than that. Well, thank you, <laughs> yeah. thank you for right, being on the show and I'm sure we'll talk to you again before too long.
2: All right. Thank you so much for opportunity you guys. Yeah, hang thanks. in there. All right. All right. Bye
3: bye. Bye. Well, that was everything I hoped it would be. Yeah.
4: No. She's the best. Her attitude and her smile are infectious straight up. Like it's not the job I was imagining her having either.
3: Community manager. Mm.
4: In the gaming industry. That's the community manager's one thing, but in the gaming industry, that's insane. Meat Shield.
3: I I like that meat shield. Yeah. All right, so let, let me let me butcher some names here. We'll, uh, we'll talk about the tournaments from the past weekend. Uh, first, we had the Hobie BOS on the Coosa River. Uh, that had 87 anglers. Coley McGowan, he was on KBN tonight. He won with 181. Uh, Joshua Sharp with 179.5, and, and Lance Coley with 179. And Lance and Coley tied last week in the Alabama State Championship and Lance had a bigger big fish, so he won, and then Coley got second, it kind of reversed this week. Uh, the man, Drew Gregory, he's on run. He was in fourth with 177 and a quarter, and Jordan Marshall, Tennessee Hammer up there with 169 and three-quarter. Uh, you had the Iowa Cac Anglers two-day season championship, 27, ang- 27 anglers, uh, and it was their two-day event, best five fish of the weekend. Yeah, Josiah Meter with 89 and three quarter. Jason Asiri, 88 inches. And Joe Bailey with 87 and a half. Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail on Dayton Rivers, 44 anglers. Travis Von Newman, sorry, had to do that. Uh, (laughs) 81 and a half. Uh, Troy J A C O M E T, -T, Jacome, with 78 I probably said that wrong. Sorry, bud. Uh, 78 and a quarter, and John O'Neill with 75 and a quarter. Uh, Cat Bass Anglers of Central Arkansas had their championship on Lake Greason. 21 Anglers, Jason Burks, 78 and a quarter. Jason Chris Hartman with 65 and a half, and Johnny Maddox in third with 62 and three quarter. And then last but not least, hailing from Catherine's home state and led by Aaron Mathis. Catfish in Utah, they had their state championship at Sand Hollow State Park, 24 anglers. And this guy, still with the best name in kayak fishing, Cayman Rasmussen with 83 and a quarter. Uh, Cody Henley with 81 and a half, and Chris Spencer with 81 and a quarter. So congrats to all the winners. Kind of the season's starting to taper off. Less tournaments. The championships are ending. So uh, it's you know, the season's coming to an end. And yeah, kind of going into a different Different feel here, and the last big events we have are the BOS shootout, TOC, the national championship this week. This but again, I, again next week we're going to have our a show with all the winners from that, and then after that it's just the Hobie. I mean the the bass event on Chukmagua. So,
4: yep, that that'll be it until uh, we'll have the. We can probably go over the winners of the winter series that's going on. Uh, the dugout bait and tackle winter series that Steve's heading up. Um, I'm extremely mad that I missed that sign up.
3: I'm in on this month, but
4: I I missed on it. And Steve messaged me and was like, Hey, you'd have been in the championship with that fish you caught. And I was like, yeah, great. Rub it in. Thanks.
3: uh, My first week along with Hobie did not go so well. So, you know, maybe I can make it up up at Dale Hollow at the meet out in two weeks. So,
4: Yep, so everybody needs to come check us out out there. That's going to be fun. I hope Del Hollow is on fire when we get there.
3: It really, it should be fun, man. I've, that, got
4: the, I've got my first round of the KBBT final event, or the final, final, it's the final qualifier, is that the way you would say
3: Yeah, they did two national championship qualifiers, and this is the second one. So if you yeah. make top six, if the 64 people, if you make it down top 16, do you qualify for their national championship?
4: Should be we'll cool. I'll be swinging for the fence on that one. So, yeah, be good. I'll
3: help you. We'll figure something out. Team if we're, if we're having a little $25 tournament. It's already up on Tourney X. So, uh, yeah, if you want to come out and just fish a little tournament, if you're local, you don't have to do the big hangout. You can just come out and fish. That'd be fun too. Yeah. I Thank you. I think that's legal. Maybe you have to be a part of the hangout to do it. I guess maybe we wouldn't want local hammers just to come in and take our money. I I, I don't know. Ask Brian, message Brian Schiller if you have a question. Uh, yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, if you have any questions or anything else, as always, if you want us to talk about your tournament or club, just give us a shout on Facebook or. But especially
4: coming into the the end of the season, guys, we're, you know tournaments are closing up, so we want stuff to talk about. So yep. different tournament clubs and trails and people and whatever you got, we want to talk about it. So
3: yeah, well, we have a show about rules. Think we're working with do all kind of cool shows. Maybe a show about fitness. Like I'd like to find out, like
4: how I can fit that burger in my mouth. That's only fitness <laughs> I know.
3: Well, I mean, like last on the Kusa, I went to two different lakes, two different ramps, and I physically don't think after fishing so hard on those two, I could have went back because I had a third spot I wanted to go to. I don't think I could have done it. So no, I, I, I feel you on that. I've gotten I'm away from. Better. I'm taking that seriously.
4: I, I've gotten away from paddling a lot, yeah. and. I've spent the last two weeks back in my Flint like paddling and I did one long distance run and oh my God, I've got to start. (laughs) I've got to get back to working out,
3: you know? Yeah. Well, we're we're definitely going to have some interesting topics. This winter should be fun. So uh, as always, thank you for watching and listening and we'll see you again next week. And where are your PFDs?
1: thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on paddle in Finn don't forget to go check out our website at paddle the letter n in don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at paddle and Fin. if you got a question comment want to hear from a future guest on a future episode feel free to email us at paddle the letter n in finn, at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on social media at paddle and finn